Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 39, Spaghetti and Running Times. Enjoy the show! And you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. Can I just say how good was it that that person stopped mowing their lawn just as we pressed record? I know, it was very good. Uh, I, I've paid them. Don't Thank check you, neighbours. Neighbours. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Rosie. Well, we've been up to lots of things. Jessica has been to the theatre a couple of times. Twice. Two whole times. That's what a couple means. Okay. Uh, I went to see Relative Values, which is now closed, but um, it was very funny when I was there, so good for me. <laughs> um... <laughs> It's the play by Noel Coward, and uh, there's a film of it that was made a few years ago okay. about uh, an upper-class family and their maid whose sister turns up when the son is <laughs> really hungry. <laughs> and I've done it. No, I'm fine. I'm not, like, dying. How hungry are you? I don't know. The other day I was eating... Oh, that poor kettle do amazing portion sizes. I was eating spaghetti because I was going out, and I was like, let's carbate the hotel. And the boys came in and went... How many noodles have I used have got in there? And I went, it's actually spaghetti. He was like, not the point of the question. How much spaghetti have you got in there? It's like, do you doubt that I can eat it all? So I'll keep you posted. He came back a minute later and went, have you eaten any more? And then I so I, I appeared later and said, I ate it all. And now I know. It's filled. Filled with filled. solid brico spaghetti. Goodness. So I need to start talking about relative values again because it went... This has gone very awry. It is about... Um, the maid, lady's maid of uh, an upper class uh, English family, um, whose sister turns up with the uh, with the son of the family to get married. She's a Hol- she's a, a Hollywood starlet, um, and they don't realise that she's her sister until she arrives. The, the maid does, but she doesn't uh, doesn't say anything. So they basically doll her up to make her look more important so that nobody's embarrassed, and it just goes. With hilarious consequences. With hilarious consequences. And then you also saw the Jeeves and Worcester play, which I, I did. Seen. Yeah, that was really good. I think I, I am going to go back and see it with a new cast. Yeah. Um, I saw it with uh, Mark Heap and Mark Webb. Hello, Marsha. Yes, that's Mark Heap. Don't you look at me like I was... No, it's... Yeah. Yeah, that's very good. Um, they're about to have another cast change. What? Who's coming in? James Lance. James Lance. Who is that bloke who's in everything? Yeah, I know. We had to Google him. My friend Shona and I were on the train. She said, oh, they've got a new cast coming in. He's um, that guy who's in, damn it, what's his name? James something. And he's on like, an episode of Buzzcocks and they keep saying James Lance. Yes, that's Lance. how, that's how she, she, she described him. She was like, there's an episode of Buzzcocks where he's on it and they're trying to work out what he's been in because he's been in everything. It's like, right, well, how, how do you be him? And went, oh my God, it's him. So presumably he's playing Bertie. He's Bertie and um, John Gordon Sinclair is Jeeves. I have finally, on the advice of my friend Dan from five years ago... Dan! <laughs> ...started watching Frasier. I'm quite the completist, so I like to start things from the beginning, and they show two episodes of Frasier every day. And I happened to sit down one day, and it was the second episode. Close and I enough. thought, that is fine, because the f- I think you can almost get the first episode. Plus, if you've seen Cheers, you're probably you're up yeah. to speed. and it's just setting up the premise. And so I watched two episodes a day, uh, every day except Sundays when you get one, uh, video those up. Nice. LP, I know exactly the timings you do to edit out all the adverts, so I end up with lots of perfect 45-minute chunks of two episodes of Frasier. And, uh, well, let's put it this way, I've already watched two seasons. Season three started this week, but they've been, you know, not been going very long. How many fancy parties have gone awry in this time? How many restaurants have they not been able to get into? (laughs) It's a lot. A lot of restaurants and a lot of fancy parties. And it's really good. And the best thing in it is... God damn you! uh, Eddie the dog. 
the most oh, Eddie the dog disciplined brilliant. performer I've ever seen in anything. He's great. And how do you do that in front of a live audience? Get a dog to do all of that. It's really incredible. Um, so I quite often gets the punchline as well. I know. I'm really, really enjoying Kudos Frasier. to Eddie the dog. And, and I mean, really, this is not news. This is a 20-year-old programme that's regarded as one of the finest sitcoms. I don't want, and also, spoiler alert, I don't want to bring down, or I don't think it's the same dog all the way through. What? No, I mean, because he went, he, he he went, went to, to a farm. farm. Yeah. yeah, okay. So I've been watching a lot of Frasier. And playing a lot of Mario Kart. I have recently become the owner of a Wii U. That's not how you have to say it, but I find, I find it really lends itself to that. Um, uh, entirely seduced by the concept of the new Mario Kart, which is really good, and it's the graphics are incredible. But most importantly, I can play my friends who also have Mario Kart. So my friend Toby has it, and we text each other saying, "Do you want to play Mario Kart?" And we just go, you just boot up the game, and then his little his little me appears, and then we race each other, and you can talk in amongst the games, and it's great. And then Tom was at his house, and Luke was at our house, and so all four of us were racing together. This sounds great. It's incredible. And then Luke and I race people from across the world, um, on just people like, you know, or just randos, just just randomers. So you can't talk to those people. It's very right. It's very good. Um, and we were just racing around. Um, uh, it's it's good. It's a really good game, and. We've also got Nintendo Land, which is excellent, and uh, Wii Party, which has lots of mini games, including one about knitting. I love knitting, and I'm and very, I love computer games. very, very excited for spring 2015. We have to wait until, but we get Yoshi's Woolly World, which is a game featuring Yoshi from Mario yep. Kart, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. lives. He's a little knitted Yoshi, and his world is knitted, and you kind of pick up people and you eat loads of balls of yarn, and then you can knit bits of the world around. Amigurumi no Yoshi. It is a little Amigurumi no Yoshi. <laughs> you Yoshi. said it wrong the same way I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you Darren Browned me. <laughs> so I'm really excited for my current games that I have, but also at the prospect of a new game. And there's one called Hey Game. Called Splatoon. That was very weird. Splatoon. Splatoon, which is where you're these little people with paintball guns, and it's a shoot 'em up. But you're not shooting each other. You're shooting the world around you, and you're trying to get your paint over all of the world. Oh, and then when fun. you're swimming through paint, you become a little squid person. <laughs> it looks really good fun. Uh, what's good to know is that Razor just mind being a squid person. Which is sort of a little undulating neck thing. Yeah. So I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, I played four hours of Mario Kart straight, and that was a bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine that. I once had friends over and one of them said, oh, do you have Sims on your computer? I said, yes. Would you like a go? She's like, yeah, that would be great. It's like, set up your own your own town. It's fine, you know, yeah. just, just do, do what you like. We should all watch a film in a bit. Uh, three and a half hours later, she went, are we going to watch that film? And the rest of us went, gee, we've seen it. We've, we've moved on to Scrubs. <laughs> that was three and a half hours ago. Wow. <laughs> well, dear listener, you're hearing the sound of the Great British Summertime, which is people mowing their lawn on an overcast day. Oh, happy Sunday, everyone. I think that was moved on to drilling. How much lawn have they got? Our gardens are not that big. Maybe it's drilling. Maybe it's woodwork. Maybe they've got a chipper. Now, I have recently gained for a, a problem I have, a sponsor. Um, my name is Rosie. Hi, Rosie. No, you didn't. What do you say? Hi. I got overexcited. My name is Rosie, and I'm addicted to buying books. Hi, Rosie. Thank you. So, I have a real problem, uh, especially now we have an Oxfam bookshop. You're a Libraholic. I'm a Libraholic. But the most important that phrase. I, I mean, I, I'm going to suggest I'm not the first person to create that word. Oh, well, I'm claiming it. Okay. So I have a real problem with buying books, and it's and not I'm necessarily the. Exp- <laughs> I don't buy the books and take the credit for. <laughs> I wrote this, Dostoevsky. That's me. But I go to the Oxfam bookshop. The problem is not the money. It's a the storage and b the fact that I just buy books and I don't really necessarily read them. 
And it's mainly the story. And also, uh, to, to combat this problem, I have a lot of reading lists, and I had a Word document and like some Evernote documents and my Amazon wish list, which I have beautifully consolidated into a spreadsheet of all the books I'm going to read. I love all of those things. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And then on the second page of the spreadsheet is the books I have, I have read, and they get moved from one side to the other, and nice. I record what I've read and where I got it from, so books have been lent to me, who lent it to me. Do you have like the ISBN number and everything? No, because I don't need that, because it's not like a cataloging system. What I then had to confess to my sponsor, for whom I am her co-sponsor, because she also buys too many books, right. is that my reading list, which runs to 355 books, does not actually contain any of the books I already own. <laughs> they are just hypothetical books on the wind. Books I would like to read at some so point. So she did a count of all the books she owns, and I thought, oh, I'll do that. And then I stupidly worked out how many of those books were unread books that I intend to read at one point. Fool's errand. Really, really bad idea. Luckily, some of the books are on both lists. So, basically, I have a lot of books, but I now have a way of solving my problem. And so when I go past a bookshop... It's my friend Gabby. We, I text her a lot saying, I've just walked past some books I've not like gone positive in. Positive reinforcement. I mean, the problem is she is a Congra- librarian, so she has me. to buy books as part of her job. So it's like being an alcoholic and working in a bar. And we have a rule, which is when you read ten books, you can buy a book. And I am only going so to... So you're not operating in a one-in-one-out policy? No. Well, I suggested that if you got rid of five books, you could buy a book. But when I read ten books, a lot of them are staying. Yeah. So when I read ten books, I can buy a book. And my aim is to only buy books on my Kindle... Because then I won't have to store them. And also, okay, loads of them are books. They're like, there are some like one-pound chiclet books that I don't really need to... You don't want on your shelves. Yeah. For people that come around and see. And I am utilising the library more. And I went and got some books out of the library. Most of them, not on the list. I rejoined my local library. Well, I was went to the library and was told I could have an adult library card, which is quite good, as I'm 24. So I don't <laughs> know what they thought I was for the last six years. I hadn't been to my local library for six years, partly because I hadn't lived in the area. I'd come back home. Um, so I had to sort of reactivate my card, eh, than £2.99 in late fines. <laughs> don't know what to do. What <laughs> also, what library gets a £2.99 in late fines? They don't have rhyme fines. It's annoying and upsetting. That's very stupid of them. Um, maybe two ninety nine is like the peak fine. Cool. But um, I have now read six books in the last month, which, you know, is not incredible, but that's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's more than I've read, but then I only read on the train. I can't read at work anymore. Because my, my timetable's different, so I don't have the time to read at work. Which is when I used to do most of my reading. That's annoying that you have to work during your job I now have to, to read books. I know, I now have to actually do some work. Ugh, what a kick in the teeth. Ugh. I've read loads of things. I've read N.W. by Zadie Smith. I've read Death Comes to Pemberley. I read Where to Go Bernadette. I read The Help. I've started reading a book about Laura Ingalls Wilder. Oh, it's great. I've borrowed um, Where Do You Go, Bernadette, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, good times. And I'm reading um, Raising Steam by Terry Pratchett. Yeah, great. Um, it's good. Cool. I would recommend it. But um, So I'd like to do a shout out to my sponsor, Gabby. Stay, stay strong. What's up, Gabby? I mean, really, it, it, it's pretty good she's doing this while working as a librarian. That is very good. That's very disciplined. But then you could argue that she gets to deal with a lot of shiny new books all the time, so she gets to exercise her. <sighs> yeah. But anyway... It's oh, all well. fine. And then she sent me her reading list and it was of a normal length and I was ashamed. <laughs> Jack, stop cleaning. <laughs> I'm ashamed. I, as well as going to the theatre, I went to this, I went, went to the flicks the other day, which I never do. I saw, I saw Jersey Boys, the movie. Yes. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. It's quite long though. I've been watching, so it's end of month, which means things are coming off Netflix. 
So I've had to, I've watched Run Lola Run at 8am this morning. It's a Sunday. Who is watching German techno <laughs> thrillers at 8am on a Sunday? Me! I'd just like to clarify, actually, it's not that long, but thanks to Netflix, I now only watch films that are 90 minutes long. Yeah. My, the, the Holy Grail is something that comes in at about 87 minutes, which mm. is not always the best I film, mean, but you go, oh, that's, yes, I'll watch this, because it lists what the name of the film is, what year it was made, certificate, yeah, like, British time, yeah, yeah. And the time, how long it is, which I never would previously have looked at. Oh, see, I would always do that because I record so many films off the television. And oh, then yeah. I also, I record so many that we have a real problem with storage space on our hard drive. The elephant in the house at the moment is, A, why has Rosie got four Twilight movies recorded? And B, when is she going to watch that's them? A, that's a big old question there. It's that's because a I'm going to write a blog post about them. And I was okay, going to do some, you know, that means I can't watch them when I'm... No, I have to have my Okay, so you're, you're doing it for the listeners. It's work. For the readers. Yeah. Because mm. usually when I would pick a DVD off the shelf, I would just go by what film I want to watch mm-hmm. right now and not even pay attention to how long it was. Oh, see, no. Not, I'm, not usually. I'm... Sometimes I'm thinking, oh, wait, how long is this? Okay, no, I do have to. Oh, well, if we're going by my 350 book list, um, my film list is 224 films long. <laughs> yes, I, yes. Uh, I, I need to make some spreadsheets. I like this idea. I'm claiming it and I'm taking credit for it. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah, so yeah, Jersey Boys is good. It's actually not that long. It's two hours fifteen. Oh, which is, you know, it's not Titanic. We can all be grateful for that. Yeah. I've never seen Titanic all the way through. I've never seen. I've seen like bits. And I'm okay with that. The only reason I've seen any of Titanic is because uh, it was you know how at the end of term the teacher said, "I'll just put a video on. It's fine." Not even a double D and T lesson was long enough to watch Titanic, but that is a, that's the film that was selected. And I sat in the book, it's in the corner and read a book. It's dull. It's a dull film. Yes. And then, and you know what's going to happen. I know. I mean, you can't claim that that is why it's a bad film. Lots no, of films I know. You know what's going but, to but happen. But you know that it's going to not end well. Laugh a minute. Rumble and the Run is really good. So you have to watch it today or tomorrow Dion. if okay. you want to watch it before it goes off. And I watched Moonstruck. Not great. Not worth it. How did that get nominated for so many Oscars? It's quite good until Nicolas Cage turns up, which I think can be said by, uh, about a lot of films. I've thought that many times. I really like Nicolas Cage in Kick-Ass, which I watched a couple of months ago. But in this, he's um, it's not a good I'm film. I'm sure there are films that he is good in and entertaining. I can't think of what one of those at this moment. Also going off Netflix in, imminently is Vampire's Kiss, which I have seen in a nine-minute edited version of the best moments of Nicolas Cage in Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> One of the bits, he just shouts the alphabet at somebody because somebody misfiles something, and he says, "Well, all the alphabet, A, B," and you think he's going to stop and C, and he just yells he the, the whole, whole alphabet. Does he then? Do he? Now you know your ABCs. <laughs> Next time, won't you, Nicolas Cage, along with me? Uh, no, luckily he does not. I watched Working Girl, and I've had the main song. Um, let the river run stuck in my head for a whole month a whole month it's a great song it won yeah. a grammy and an oscar and loads of it basically is an egot in itself yeah but it's not so let the river run do 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 catchy do i had for reasons i'm unaware of do you come from a land down under in my head for about 48 hours just about managed to get rid of it walked past someone at work who was singing it I was like damn you that's very Um, and then I spent most of Friday with uh, Whitney Houston's Wanna Dance With Somebody stuck in my head great did you hear that while you were out dancing because they played it when I was out dancing yeah we've both been out separately not together uh, in recent weeks I went out for a friend's birthday I also went out for a friend's birthday we both have friends who have birthdays oh my god we have so much in common maybe we're related yeah, we went for a drink and then we went to a bar club. It's a bar, really, but they have mm-hmm. they have dancing. Yeah, 
and that was good. And the music was not quite as cheesy as I would have liked for the occasion. Well, they started they started strong. The first song they played was "Wanna Dance with Somebody" by Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, we were Somebody there for <laughs> yeah, precisely. We were there for about two and a half hours, and I recognised in that time four songs, Ooh. including that one, and the other three were remixes of songs I knew. Oh no, there was one by Rihanna which I could not tell you what it was called. Na 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 na, come on! No, it was quite. It was a bit downbeat. I can't remember what it is. With that love in a hopeless place. It was that one. Great um, tune. And Mr. Brightside, which perks up anything because well, it's yeah. the best song. Um, but it was remixed something and something else that I don't remember. What I wanted was um, a lot cheese, more cheese, 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 Dolly Parton, and at one point a remix of the theme tune for the eighteen, like an episode spaced. Yeah, when I went out dancing, it, I recognised a lot of the songs, but it wasn't one hundred percent belters. That's what you want. That's what you look for. I want some current pop dance tunes. Yeah. Um, I want some nineties cheese pop. Yes. Cheesy pops. Um, uh, cheesy pop socks. I want maybe some eighties cheesy pop. Yeah. Uh, I mean the club or disco that we used to go to in York, the Willow. Classic. Would often have two a.m. Uh, swing swing hour, and they would just play swing music for an hour, or like jive mu- jive music for yeah. an hour, which was always a little weird. And of course, that was the one time that I asked for some Lady Gaga. They didn't oh, play yes. any. Steph asked for some Lady Gaga. They didn't play any. We went and said, "Can we have some Lady Gaga, please?" Together, some Lady Gaga is eight songs in a row. <laughs> the great thing about my night out was because of the former fact that I don't drink. I spent the sum total of one pound seventy. That's very good work. I spent considerably more than that and got in at 24 in the morning. But yeah. Good times. I spent way more on buses than good I did. Good times all round. Well, that's free because I have a travel card. Yeah, I really hate not having a travel card. The, the beauty of... Um, the, the thing is, it gets to the point where if you the trains finish a little bit too early to have a good night out. Yes. Um, so then once you've missed that, you need to stay out long long enough that you can get the night bus and have, like it, it be a legitimate reason to get the night bus, which is then, of course, free. And the night bus stops outside my house, so it's perfect. So anyway, to sum up, Jersey Boys is good. I saw the film, I saw the, the show about three and a half years ago. It's pretty similar, if you like the, that sort of music. If you're familiar with it. Yesterday was the 100th anniversary of Franz Ferdinand being shot. Which was... Do you want to let me do my punchline? Which, for someone who likes indie music from 2005, is a very stressful fact. You're welcome. I went to Georgia the other day and she went to J.T.O. Stepback came out 13 years ago and I said, Yes, it did. I have that on single. And I, I sort of went, yeah, I must have been 15. I have that on single. And everyone went, oh, on single? That's not a phrase. As a single. Yeah, and I went, better. it was a CD, if that makes you feel any better, than I realised that actually makes it worse. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it wasn't, don't worry, it wasn't a cassette, it wasn't that, oh no, no, it would have been better because then I'd be older. Sorry. No, anyway. Does, are you are you the young person at work? Yes. See, Which, this gives me hope, because for all of the jobs I've been in, people have been like, you're young. Uh, like when I was working at Lush and I was 22 and somebody asked me if I had, was doing my A-levels. And I was like, I've got a, I've got a diploma. I don't know if we call it that, but I'm going to now because it sounds good. Degree. I've got a degree. No, but a diploma sounds like I could yes, wave a bit yeah, of paper sure. at you. Um, yes. Uh, Jessica and I have both, in the last month, marathoned, marathoned, a pop culture product. Um, it's a web series, which I've known about for 18 months, and finally my friends Lucy and Lois successfully believed yeah, me I, into I heard of it, it ages ago, and yeah. then just decided... Right, but weirdly, we both started watching it the same week without speaking to the other, without knowing that the other was watching it. I thought you were watching it because I was watching it. No. 
Oh, what? That's really weird. I'm sorry, I thought I'd made that. I thought I'd explained that in our accidental two, two hour, 20 minute Skype session. What? <laughs> no. Oh, I thought you were watching it because I was tweeting about it. That's no. really creepy. What the hell? I was, watch- I was watching it. That's like that time that we were both in, we were both sitting next to each other and we started seeing Christina Aguilera at exactly the same time. I was watching it because I'd watched the um, somebody do, doing a review of it. Oh no, review. Okay. Watch. But I had heard of it before and I was like, I really should watch, I'm going to watch this now. And then like the next day I saw that you had tweeted or somebody had tweeted at you. Or, yeah. And I was like, that's weird. Well, I've known about it for ages. And then, but... and then my friends Lucy and Lois successfully bullied me into watching it in a good way. Because I was like, I'm going to watch it. And then I finally did. So what we're actually talking about is the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which is a YouTube web series it's a modern-day adaptation of Pride and Prejudice told across a hundred web videos and lots of related videos yes. and extra bits. And it's presented as a video diary by Lizzie Bennett. So, Jessica. Rosie. I watched 40 episodes in one day. That was too much. As yes. I said to my friends, made my eyes feel thirsty. <laughs> and didn't understand it. <laughs> I just felt very unsettled afterwards. Like, my eyes wanted to drink in images and liquid. Yes. I had a day off from work the other week because... Who doesn't love a day off? Um, and I watched, I think, 40-ish episodes, maybe just under 40 episodes of Lizzie Bennet Diaries. All of Lydia's uh, videos, of which there are 29, and some of the Gigi ones. Um, I really enjoyed it. I verge on saying that that's maybe too much. I would say it's too much. But only because, no, that I didn't enjoy it, but only because I then suffered such uh, severe withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> now, this is my problem. I didn't know what to do with myself. I see, I have a real problem with treating culture as a tick list. As I've previously mentioned, I have spreadsheets, I have film lists, I have lists of music, I love my pocket app, I read all my articles so that I tick things off. My podcast problem, my current unplayed playlist, 444 hours. Now this is because yeah. I have a tendency to find new podcasts and go, I I've got to listen to all the back episodes. All of them. Ramblings is my one that I've started listening to. Claire Ball, yeah. Oh, it's the audio equivalent of she the life I want. I just want, it's like on a lovely autumnal day, just being scooped up in a duvet. Oh, it's a beautiful radio programme. So I've listened to this series, but at some point I'm going to go back and listen to the previous ones, but I can't bring myself to add it to my huge list. And that is how I came to the Lizzie Bennett. I was like, I've got to watch it all! Yeah, um, I I was not trying to sort of take it off. I just, I wanted to see more. Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't like, I'll get to this I was just, um, I couldn't stop. I was at the buffet and I could not stop eating. And I also was like, I was working out the average length of the episodes and how long it was going to take me to watch the rest yes. of it. And It should be pointed ooh. out that the average length of an episode is about three and a half minutes. So when we say I've watched this oh, yeah, many episodes, it, it's not it's not Mad Men. <laughs> no. And I was doing other things. I was, and we'll come back to this. I've taken up a new hobby, so I really, I really enjoyed it, and I have started again from the beginning, just as oh it kind God. of just to. But I haven't got that far. That's kind of petered out. I really like it. I think there there are some issues. Pros, cons, constructive okay. thoughts. Major pro is how much the three actresses playing the Bennett sisters look like each other. Yes, they're really good. They're really Incredible. good match. I really like the way they've transferred it to modern day. I would describe it as 85% successful. Yes. the Mrs. Bennett's obsession with marrying off her children, uh, sort of. I think those are some slight problems. I think in one of the Q&As, someone says, one of the questions is, does this not seem a bit sexist in this modern time? And Lizzie points out that actually if, if she had sons, she would be marrying them off oh, as see, well. I, the problem isn't for me the sexism. I just think it's not quite how people yeah. approach that. I think the idea problem. is that Lizzie acknowledges that her mother is just very old-fashioned and has yes. an odd view, has a, a very different view of what, what constitutes success yeah. in life. But they're really, really funny. They're really quite moving at one point. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit sad. They're really well done. Like the editing is really good. Yeah. 
I found the Darcy and Lily love story a little bit unbelievable. Which I think is a bold claim because people really like them. But I felt yeah. like he didn't really appear very much. And I felt between the bit where she turns him down and the bit where they come... This isn't a, this, this is a very famous story. If you are yeah. upset about this, obviously people. there are spoilers. Spoiler alerts, but um, all of the spoilers are in the book Pride and Prejudice and the uh, 1995 miniseries yeah. with Jennifer. <laughs> um, so I, I and, and I know that and if you haven't watched that, what's wrong with you? Well, yeah, I don't know what you're doing, but don't call it living. Well, wait, who who um, who's not read Pride and Prejudice on this podcast, Jessica? <laughs> I show mouth. <laughs> I've read some of it. I've started it. Good. Well, uh, I never needed to read it because I knew the stories. Pride really. and Prejudice is the book where I discovered that things from before 1970 could be funny. Because when you're small, you kind of have this view of the past, especially through sort of BBC costume dramas. It's all very proper. It's all very formal. proper. And the idea that people in the 1800s were being sarcastic to each other seems kind of weird because they all have this very formal way of speaking and you can't imagine they actually have that much personality. And then there's a bit where somebody... I can't remember what it is, but it's something about Caroline Bingley. And it made me laugh out loud. And I thought, oh my God, there were jokes before <laughs> the doing What? But Lizzie Men Diaries is uh, very yes. good. I fun. think one of the best things they managed with it is how they dealt with Lydia. Yes. In the book, I'm assuming, in the book <laughs> and all the adaptations, usually Lydia, you just want to shake her. And she's a, she is a twit. And there's the worst bit. The worst bit is where she gets married and she insists she's rude to Jane. She says she has to walk in first because she's a married. She's married. She's the married. technically true. She's married because she was living in sin and, and he doesn't want. He paid. He was paid to marry yeah. you, you stupid woman. And Jane is so kind and she loves snickerdoodles so much. You've made back into. I've gone back to the Um, you, she's she's a twit. She's That's a just, lovely PC boy. <laughs> lovely. I've always thought though, even as like as a as a child, I thought she is a twit. That is the best way to describe her. Like she's just. There's nothing redeemable about her, but in the Lizzie Bennet diaries, she is absolutely redeemable. And, and you can see where all her flaws have come from. And she also has many good qualities to her. And not wishing to give spoilers away because it obviously is a little bit different from the from the book. But things are kind of resolved, but she was sort of more taken advantage of and not because she kind of got too big for her boots and she felt left out. And it's all available online, Lizzie Bennet diaries. Yeah. And you can also get it through iTunes and you can buy DVDs and merch. I think you should check it out. Maybe spread it out a bit. Maybe like four episodes a day for a month. Yeah. Don't. Don't, don't just hit play. And while it was running, they had Twitter accounts for all the characters and a couple of them had tumblers. And in sort of real time with the videos, because the videos went out every twice a week for about a year, and it was acting as if it was happening in real time. And the characters were tweeting along in real time and reacting to the events. So they've, they've collated all of the tweets and the tumble tumbles <laughs> um and you can read those so it took me a bit longer because i was then reading all of these tweets in between yeah. but it's really good for the way they do um the bingley caroline and darcy stuff because they don't appear for a very long time in the video but you feel very much like so darcy is a much more rounded character if you've read the tweets yeah i think when you're saying that you didn't find them very believable because he's not really in it but you it's more because they're told from Lizzie's point of view, so he is still there in in her life. We just don't see him. Well, I think that the problem is that we don't get enough, because Lizzie is controlling it, you don't get enough of her internal monologue, even though she's voicing it all. Yeah. Whereas in the book, you get more of a sense of how she really properly sort of falls in love with him between the first and the second proposal. Right. Um, I may have written essays on <laughs> this book at some point. Um, they've done a couple of other series. They've um, done a version of Sanditon, um, which is the unfinished novel Jane Austen left when she died, which they've... They've mm -hmm. kind of morphed it with to yeah. include Gigi, who's Georgiana Darcy. 
And they were also doing currently Emma Approved, which is a version of Emma, which we haven't watched much. I've Well, I've watched the first couple of videos. I've watched... I, I didn't make it through all the way through the first video, but okay. only because it was the end of the day that I had watched all of, of uh, Lizzie Bennett, and I just thought, I can't right now. What's your song? My song is Speechless by Lady Gaga. Yeah, tune. Ha! Ha! <laughs> Weirdly accurate. Okay. Can you imagine if I'd made it this far in my life and only just discovered I had perfect pitch? I was thinking about this yesterday. I do not have perfect pitch, <laughs> but I was thinking, but I could do. I was thinking, I wonder, like, if you discovered that you had, like, a genuine talent, like, really late. Top fives! Top fives. So since the sunshine is out, not today, don't look the window. It doesn't matter, it might be where you are. Uh, it might be winter by the time you listen to this. Top five. So we are talking about our top fives. Picnic, Picnic foods. foods! So it's a lovely summer's day, maybe. Wimbledon is... Wimbling. Wombling. Common, are we? First of all, make sure that you have one of those picnic blankets that has, like, the plastic underneath, because then... Well, often, for everyone, several years ago, at least, Marks and Spencers did it. If you bought, like, five deli or picnic items, you got a free blanket. Yeah. And it's... And they're great for camping. Yes. Insulated and waterproof. Like carpet in your tent. Mm -hmm. Luxury. Um, Okay, well, it's an odd-numbered week, so I'm going first. Your favourite foods for a picnic. One cherries because now stick with me Ruth is pulling a face I just I like a cherry I just wouldn't think of it cherries are something I only ever eat in summer and I don't eat them very often and it's always like oh it's summer and we're going for a picnic and it's lovely and ah and, ooh. so you eat them and it's nice and it's summery and built in game spitting see how far you can spit the stones yeah see I would discount cherries because you end up with a stone and a stalk I disagree with you there <laughs> <laughs> um that's how you get rid of the stone. You spit it somewhere away. Yeah, but then next year you come back. Oh, bloody cherry forest has grown. Yeah, so then you have loads more cherries, and people are like, "Oh, there's a lovely orchard." Uh, oh, it's oh. like the cherry blossom festival in Japan. Is that that? Anyway, I mean, obviously, being a responsible picnicker, you should not litter like in Mad Men. Yeah, but I'm willing to concede that that is the one acceptable thing. Okay, uh, number two. Sausage rolls <laughs> slash Scotch eggs. Now, obviously, that's an interesting thing. I don't eat eggs. I don't like eggs anyway. I'd rather go for a picnic egg where it's mashed up in the middle. Um, but obviously don't eat meat. So obviously it would be a vegan sausage roll. But I think that scotch eggs or picnic eggs are like traditional for a, a picnic. Okay. And yeah. someone should have them. doesn't need to be me, but they need to be present. I, I agree. Well, well, we'll get that one. Unless we make kind of vegan. Yeah. Don't know what that would be. Sandwiches. So then you have to have sandwiches because then you can complain about there being ants in the sandwiches. And I've gone for cucumber because that's a classic summer dish. With a crust cut off. I mean, that's a high tea dish. Well, yeah, but, you know, you can really have anything. I've, I've selected cucumber. Okay, that's fine. The beauty of sandwiches is um, you can put any filling in them. Go back and listen to our sandwich episode. Genuinely the best top five we've ever done. <laughs> really, really was. Um, Victoria sponge cake. Okay. Go back and listen to our top five cakes episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love cake. Little bit of pims. Okay, number five pims. That's number five pims. Yeah. Oh, I do love a pims. I'm a bit of a heathen. Actually, I think I'm coming around to having fruit in it. But um, I have an issue with, like, lumps of things in things. Like, I've only just started eating yogurts with bits in. I like Pims, but I have gone through phases where I would prefer just, like, the Pims in the mixer. Oh, like see. a vodka coat. Well, they should have gone to now the Indian restaurant I was at last week. Ooh. Where it's just, like, like buying a spirit in the mixer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, you know what else? You can buy it in cans. Yeah, but it's not that good. I had some on a tube once. Oh, no, it's fine. It's absolutely drinkable, I think. My top five? You. Number one. Number one. Posh fizzy drinks. Brackets. Pink lemonade. Sure. No. What I'm thinking is 
things in um, bottles with yeah. pop cap bottle, you yeah. know, the that you could reuse or maybe put like a flower in. Like, yeah, like, like uh, kill, the kill, the, kill the bottles. Um, so you go, oh, I want a beverage. Maybe maybe you've got uh, a Pims, but you want a non-alcoholic version. And you're like, oh, I'm not just going to get like a two litre bottle of Schweppes. I'm going to go and I'm going to get like this pink lemonade or like a ginger beer and it's going to have a fun label and it's going to cost an extortionate amount, but you've got a big glass bottle. Yeah, and it's old school. They're oh. drinking out of jam jars. and Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. Number two. Number two. I've put home baking. I mean, home baking uh, like a tray bake. I was literally about to use the words tray bake. This allows me, I've noted that I want to tell my favourite baking story. Picture if you will, I am 17. It's my friend Esther's birthday. We are having a picnic. I make a recipe for brownies that Nigella Lawson has, which we will come to later in Needle and Fed. And I think this is a great brownie recipe. Needle and Fed. You know what be good? If instead of dark chocolate, we use white chocolate, because I love white chocolate. Oh, it's a story. And instead of putting walnuts in, imagine if I put marshmallows in. This will be great. This was not great. What happened is the white chocolate did not really affect it, or maybe it would have, but we never know. We've never found out what the white chocolate would have baked like, because the marshmallows, having a, a lighter density, a smaller density than the batter, floated to the top in the heat of the oven. They melted on top of the batter and then cooked to form a solid drum-like skin. <laughs> Which, when it was baked, I mean, we left it for ages and the batter didn't cook underneath and you could wrap it on top with a um, skewer. Did you not try and peel the lid off? Well, then? because we didn't realise this till after. We had to just leave it. So I had to go to this picnic and leave it behind. And I had to come back and rescue my parents because the batter underneath, quite delicious. Sort of gooey, half-cooked, oh, nice. sweet... And we had to just throw it away. <laughs> like it was, it was solid, but it was smushy. Like you could write yes. mush around it like mashed potato, which is not the, cons- <laughs> the consistency of a brownie. So one day I would like to make what I now know to be called blondies. But if I can impart you any advice, it is do not try and cook with marshmallows, or at least don't put like they just fl- the heat. I should have known they would float and they would melt. Maybe it's a great way of preserving food. Is you cook it Maybe. like you mean to make like a stew, put loads of marshmallows in, or cook and like, eat, and it will be preserved like months at a like time. Like canning, like uh, putting a layer like, of uh, jelly. Exactly, like aspic, but it's just baked marshmallows. Yeah. Dreadful business. Number three. Three. Carby meats. Carby meats, yes. That's kind of what I was going for with yeah. the uh, sausage roll scotch eggs. It's got to be things in um, pastry or breadcrumbs. Yeah, so so carby meats. But that can be eaten cold. Yep, are a thing like a pork pie. Yep. The finest food known to man uh, or woman. A pork pie, a scotch egg, a sausage roll. Um, it's a meat product that has loads of carbs in it, which brings me to number four. Meaty carbs. Number four. Thank you. <laughs> so meaty carb can be like a great, a really great chicken club sandwich. Right, yeah. So the main element is what you think of as the carb element, but then it happens to be meat. I once had a very bad experience with a meaty carb. <laughs> there was a food market near my, like farmer's market near my old work. And I went and got, I couldn't decide what to have. And I got this like bready, it was like a, you know, like a cinnamon swirl from Starbucks. Yes, but it was yes. savoury. And Interesting. it was bread with like tomato sauce and cheese and a mystery meat <laughs> jamie oliver does something similar to that, a I cheesy think. meaty swirl cheesy meaty swirl and i started eating it wait sorry cold. Just have, but this, this is meaty carbs is it this is the carbine this is the car- no this is a meaty carb this is a meaty carb this is a meaty carb because the main element is the carb the yes bread, yes but with meat in it but there's meat in it and it was really bad and it was i started eating it cold i was like this isn't great and i microwaved it and it was n- no better and like it was just really like the cheese it tasted a little bit like somebody had rolled out a baguette 
poured basic pasta sauce and that plastic cheese in and then some like unlabeled mints and then rolled it up. And oh, you do have to pay extra for named meat for the <laughs> cutting corn. And it went down in Office Legend as this really dreadful lunch. Second only to the lunch where I panicked in Marks and Spencer's, bought a big pretzel and a packet of mackerel pate. <laughs> and at one point I ran out of pretzels, so we just had to eat mackerel pate off a knife and I hadn't been there very long. And I left 14 months later and it was still being brought up. It was really dread. Like, nobody's ever seen such a bad lunch <laughs> oh i know a pretzel but you eat everything how could there be that much panic in marks and spencer like when i do it, it's like there wasn't anything i just had to grab these crisps because i, just, and I was trying to be i think i was trying to be healthy and cheap <laughs> neither of which i cheat if you want to be cheap don't buy mackerel patty <laughs> so what i should have done was like gone and got a soup or something i was like i just want a little thing i don't know what to do and i just panicked and i liked both items but pretzel isn't the bread for a mackerel patty no. you want like a crisp bread or some toast and then there wasn't enough, and it was really bad. Number five. Number five. There's cold chicken inside it, replied the rat briefly. Cold tongue, cold ham, cold beef, pickled gherkins, salad french rolls, crescent sandwiches, spotted meat, ginger beer, lemonade, soda water. So basically what you want is the picnic from the wind and the willows. That's exactly what that is, Okay, yes. great. Thank you. Good. Thank you. That was my Make sure five. you're not sitting on the mustard when you try and put <laughs> Well, Exactly. Uh, I'd also like a cudgel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any honourable mentions? No, not really, because carby meats and meaty carbs cover a lot. Yeah, and I think picnic foods can be difficult because you don't want to bring anything that means too much like business. And ideally, I that's think the, ideally you don't want a plate. That's the beauty of breaded meats because well, then yeah. you don't need a plate. Well, it's like they a corn pa- pasty. pasty. It's the oh, same mom, plate. Mom, mom, mom. Crush, yum, yum, yum. But like you don't want something you have to like pass around or no. serve out. I've also gone with uh, jam tarts on that same yeah. principle, but sweet. Um, and just a bottle of champagne. Lovely. Lovely. Mm. lovely. Lovely. When I left my job, the incident of the macro pate, I was given a big picture frame with loads of photos of like well, me and my colleagues and things I liked. just has a picture of pork pie on it. <laughs> and most people are like, oh, there's you doing that and there's that and there's... Why is there a pork pie on this board? <laughs> I just really like pork pies. I just really like pork pies. What is your song? The pop singer's Fear of the Pollen Count by The Divine Comedy, because it's a lovely springtime song. And also we both think we might have developed hay fever in this year, so... Yeah. My eyes keep watering. Occasionally I wake up in the middle of the night with my eyes watering. Maybe I'm crying in my sleep. <laughs> Hang on. Oh. Maybe you just have a problem with your tear ducts. I just feel snotty. Snack of the day. Snickerdoodles. Great work. Yep. Watch the Lizzie Bennett Diaries, it will all make sense. Needle and fed! Needle and fed. So, do you go back to these brownies? After maybe two or three years, I baked these incredible brownies again. Uh, they are the brownie recipe from Nigella Lawson's How to Be a Domestic Goddess. Now, there's one problem with the recipe, which is that it says to be baked for 25 minutes. Lies. Bake it, bake it 45. Bake it 45. Lies. And there's not another problem, but I would just like to highlight the fact that these brownies contain half a kilo of sugar, according to her recipe. Yeah. Which usually I bring down to less than time. half that amount of flour. Yeah, there are 275 grams of Is it 200. Just over half that amount. Just half. over. Half you can adjust those, but they are great. Now, as, I tend to basically switch those around. As a teenager, I maintain that the only reason I had friends, because as you've known from listening, I have quite an obnoxious personality, <laughs> is that I would occasionally turn up in the classroom and I would just present my class big tray of brownies. Everyone else, someone bearing a biscuit tin. Well, exactly. This is my. If I have one piece of advice, as I said on Twitter the other day, wear people, sunscreen. Pe- yeah, wear oh. sunscreen, and everybody likes somebody who has brought something they have baked. You, I once came to a Greek class with some sandwiches I'd made because we were doing the possessives, which are done in Greeks with genitive sandwiches. Uh, genitive. 
and I had made these as an example by dyeing a batch of bread blue in the bread maker and then filling it with jam, which was purple, and it was like fun examples of sandwiches. And we all ate jam sandwiches. Nice. And then I got an E on my language paper. Good work. So I did some baking, and I have come to the conclusion I can't actually knit. I've nearly finished the ribbit hoodie, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to give it to its recipient next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good. Uh, not much more to say on that, but other than it's basically done, I just need to turn the ends. Okay. Do put the buttons on and put some pictures on Ravelry. Yes, there will be. There will be. Oh, I've added some new wool to my Ravelry account. So if you would like to see some of the fun local yarns I bought last summer in York, then you can have a look at that. I'm Rosie at large. Cool. Um, I am Pixie Pether. Yeah, my new hobby that I've taken up that I was doing while I was watching all of the Lizzie Bennet diaries and that I got a book out of the library for is Patchwork Quilting. Okay, great. Great. I love it. Made patches, sew them together. And <sighs> how many have you done now? Four six by six inches, six inch squared mm-hmm. squares and one foot squared Okay, square. And they're all different patterns mm-hmm. and it's really fun, really exciting. Do you do it with paper piecing? No, I can't be bothered with that. I just cut templates out of bits of old cereal packet and then draw around them and then cut them out and then just sew them together. Okay. Um, I can't be doing that. Sew it around a bit of cardboard. Sew the bits of card. Sew the sew the bits together. Do you then also end up with paper in your quilt? No, you then take it out. Oh, because we were talking about this at this tea. I went to a tea party. Should have said that in the intro. Mavis, uh, my friend, hosted a delightful tea party, which I baked the brownies for. And um, we were talking about how easy it would be to smuggle secrets if you had them in your quilt, like the people putting maps in monopoly boards to uh, yeah. prisons of war. They used to put um, maps uh, painted onto silk and rolled up inside cotton reels. Great. Mm. That's why the girl guys collected all those cotton reels. Yes, and eggs and eggs. Yes. Yeah, so patchwork quilting is really fun. <laughs> cool. <laughs> gonna take me a long time yes Mavis has made this amazing quilt and she's done all of the she doesn't know how much she has to do the quilting bit and she reckons it's gonna take her about two years because that is the bit that actually seems to take the long bit is hand doing all of the yeah Uh, and I'm doing it all by hand I'm not using the machine for anything oh to be honest because they're quite small pieces it it wouldn't save you any time really to do it on the machine so you may as well just do it by hand then you can sort of do it watching the Lizzie Bennett diaries our example. Um, if you've listened to the podcast before, which obviously you have, yeah, because it's great, um, you'll have heard us mention and it's been cake. And um, she's just opened a shop. Well, she's about she's to about open. to open a shop. And uh, yes, so our friend Amy of It's Been Cake is going to open Harbour Yarns in the North. Nidar. See him. So we're very excited um, about that. So yeah, so we thought we'd give a little shout out to Amy and her new shop. Whoop, whoop. Uh, go and buy lots of wool from her. Yeah, it sounds cool. I keep saying that we should open a shop. Specialising in licorice comforts. Yeah. What would we sell? Oh, haberdashery. Okay, cool. And you would teach classes and I would do the business. Business. What What have have we seen seen this week? week? What What have have we seen seen this week? week? Hey! So we've seen a lot of the Lizzie Bennett Diaries, which you can see at lizziebennettdiaries.com. Yeah. Or by typing that into YouTube. We have seen a video, (laughs) which I tweeted about a month ago, reminding me to mention in this podcast, which is... Zachary Levi, of Chuck and Tangled fame, uh, on Sesame Street. And Nerd HQ. Yes. Singing with Bert, of Sesame Street fame. I love both those things. Uh, all about turning off technology. Not now. And Wait have, till the end of the podcast. Yeah. And having a lovely, like, stopping and looking around you and having a nice day out in the park. And presumably, because it's Bert feeding the pigeons. Yes. La, la, and they're just la, dancing la. around a park, telling people to turn off their tablets and smartphones and stuff. And it's lovely. Linoleum. <laughs> La 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 la. 
lights in the sky. And I have a podcast recommendation. I've been trying, right, I have two, because I've been trying to get Jessica to listen to the John Robbins and Ellis James XFM podcast yeah, for weeks now. It's great. Why wouldn't you just listen to it? But my one for everybody, and Jessica, is the Judge John Hodgman podcast for Maximum Fun. Fun? Fun? What's fun? <laughs> Maximum Fun. And... I don't know, but it sounds great. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman is a little bit like Judge Judy. People contact him with their complaints and he listens to it and creates a ruling based on it for how they should proceed. So recent ones I've heard are two roommates who were arguing over custody of a robotic giraffe. There was one about some people who were having an argument about the pronunciation of their last name. They were two sisters. One claimed it was Martusi, the other claimed it was Martucci. (laughs) (laughs) How... Far they got in life with not being able to right, pronounce so their own name. Their, their grandfather, when he'd come from Italy, had oh, I see. pronounced it Martucci. And then one of them, when she was about seventeen, she was like, "Well, we're Italian. We should say Martucci." So she calls herself Martucci, and the with other the one, double C. Yeah, and the other one called herself Martucci. They spelt the same, but pronounced it Martucci. And then they, so she submitted loads of evidence. The evidence she submitted was Susan Lucci, <laughs> Stanley <laughs> Tucci, um, and this this week's episode. I read the description and I thought, this sounds ridiculous. And there was an episode, uh, the episode is that one person thinks that her friend's Shetland ponies are ill-mannered. <laughs> and it is amazing. It is about this, this somebody owns 11 Shetland ponies and you think, well, she's crazy. The person bringing the case against her with the ill-mannered ponies owns 16 fainting goats. And Judge John Hodgman, um, so he listens to it and then he gives them a ruling about what they have to do to deal with the problem. So okay, ruling one, that's too many goats. Yeah, <laughs> too many. And it's really funny. I try and listen to it while I'm sort of having a, like a rest or something and I end up just convulsing with laughter. They have the sound of a gavel because it's all done over Skype. And uh, so they have like it's this weird fake court with Judge John Hodgman who, haven't, who has no authority. So I think it's really funny and I think you should all listen to it. Brilliant. And Glenn and Linda love it. And their favourite episodes are Bat Brothers and the one with Judy Garland. I knew I'd heard of it. The Bat Brothers where the one one brother says um, we should uh, fix the hole in the wall of the, the bathroom so the bats don't get in. The other one's, no, it's fine. We'll just leave this phone book, book next to the basin <laughs> so you can hit the bats when they come in. So I, I've started at the beginning and I've got about 40 episodes to reach Bat Brothers. I knew I'd heard of it before. That's why. Yeah, it's really, that's, really good. Uh, that's from uh, Pop, Culture. Pop Culture Happy Hour. They have mentioned it. So... When you're not listening to us, you should be listening to that, and Jessica should be listening to Ellis and James and John Robbins. Okay. We're going on holiday this week, so we will bring you in our next episode. updates and, like, pictures of ice cream and stuff. It's going to be great. We're going to the seaside. Yep. I hope the weather's nice and we can build a sandcastle. Do you want to build a sandcastle? Cover it with shells. I'll bury you in the sand. That's way better. I'm to your neck. I hope the tide doesn't come in. (laughs) This has become weird. Bye! Bye! To find out more and to look at our show notes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at sayhellotoroseandjessica at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter, The Day of Fun Show. You can listen to our shows on Mixcloud or you can download us from iTunes. See you soon!